Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Seth, and the name Seth 
actually means substitute replacement. So that's, that's yeah. So that's what I that's what I kind of believe, Denny. But um, there's ever I gotta say there's 20 positive reasons why God will raise up a real physical church in Philadelphia, and I can't think of one negative why He wouldn't. I always, uh, when I turn on the news, I, I don't see much hope for having a lot of time left. Do you really think there is time for a Church of Philadelphia? Well, yes. Good question, Danny. I believe there's eight, probably eight years left to the start of the apocalypse. There could be nine or ten, but there's at least eight. And the Church of Philadelphia, let's say it was active from the time we opened the first and the first broadcast say there's three and a half years well the people that missed the first rapture will have a three and a half year tribulation period to be faithful on death and earn their crown of life so I believe yeah if there's a believer out there and he's following God but not with all this heart soul mind and strength there's an addiction or something in his life that is overcoming him or her. And, you know, and he's like, say it's alcohol. Say it's drugs. Yep. Say it's drugs and porn. Say it's smoking pot and dope and porn. And, and and he's just playing games and telling himself it's all good. And he, he's not earning his crown of life. He's not an overcomer. He's being overcome. Well, maybe when he sees his church of Philadelphia and hears verbally, audibly, the truth that he's fighting in his heart, maybe that person will repent and really follow Jesus with everything in him. Well, if he does and identifies with the Church of Philadelphia, which will be the most hated religion, religious movement in the history of the earth, yeah, I think if he don't give up, he can keep Jesus' words with perseverance and earn the crown of life to make that first rapture. Mm-hmm. So it's all within the realm of possibility. We're not talking 10 years, 20 years. No, the world will not go on that long. I know if you, eight, if, you, if, you, if you admit you have a problem and, and then pray that God heals that problem, it, it, God, God will help you because whenever I tried to quit alcohol recently, it's been about 40 days, by the way, I actually admitted to God that I had a problem, and I wanted God to to heal me, and I started praying, and I didn't have one DT detox symptom at all, and I've been drinking for several years. Well, that's amazing, Danny, and that, that's great. And see, it, it doesn't matter what's overcoming us. If you confess your sin to God and you pray, he will help you with your free will. Your will and God's help, he will help you overcome anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can't overcome with God. That's true. You're a witness to this. Now you just got about 99 more things to overcome. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I overcame no. women. So I, used to, I liked to chase women when I was younger. I overcame that. I prayed to God, God, take that burden away from me, and he took that one away. And uh, God could take any burden away. Yeah, or help you over, overcome anything. There's nothing you can't, there's no sin or addiction that you can't overcome without God. But you need to do it in spirit and truth. You need the truth of God and the spirit of God. And the truth of God starts with who Jesus is. He is the Christ, the literal son of a living God of Israel. The son of God, not fake pagan Roman trinity, not the twin brother of Lucifer as the Mormons teach, and not a man that perfected himself as the Jehovah's teach. So the Mormons, the Jehovah's, and the churches, Catholic or Protestant, are all, they're all mistaken about Jesus, and they're mistaken about everything else. And they're fake salvations by works, by, by faith alone, though. You have to, we're forgiven by faith. By what Jesus did on the cross Earned his forgiveness But then we have to earn a crown of life That's like uh, 
somebody saying, God, God forgave me and delivered me from alcohol. Well, what are you doing now? Oh, now they're a drug addict and a prostitute. Well, that doesn't that doesn't do too good, does it? Or a false yeah, uh, and a tick to boot, you know. Uh, so no, you got to follow Jesus in spirit and truth, and with, with that, you can with God overcome, like you said, years of alcohol. Yeah, the worst thing I ever overcame was tobacco. That that one was rough, but I, but God ever helped me with that one too. Right. You still want to drink now? Do you think about alcohol day and night? No, I don't think about day and night. Well, see, that's good I, I don't think about tobacco. I don't. I don't even. I mean, women are beautiful to look at, but I have no desire for women. I have. I mean, God help me overcome it all. Wow. Well, let me ask you. See, well, that's not a question. But here's the thing, Danny. See, you were delivered from this. Now the desire is right. gone. I've seen people that have been an alcoholic for 15 years, and then they go to AA and they they get off alcohol. But then for 15 years, their whole life was revolved around alcohol and a bottle. And now their whole life revolves around fighting a desire for alcohol and the bottle. So No, I don't have that problem. Right. So they may be delivered from physically drinking it, but they're still psychologically addicted. And their whole life is still alcohol, whether it's drinking it or not drinking it. Your life isn't about alcohol, drinking it or not drinking it anymore. Right. That's what it means to be set free. Yeah, good yeah, job, Danny. Good, good. and that by do by you're welcome by doing that, that allows you to be really hear the Holy Spirit and be led into more things and opens the door for more things to happen. Can I tell happen. you about that miracle? Huh. Can I tell you about that miracle with women? I, you know, I used to chase to women all, when man. I was young and everything, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, I prayed to God that God heal that, and I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, you don't have any testosterone in your system. So God literally, literally took that desire to chase women away. Yeah, but what if your testosterone went up again? What would cause that to happen? I'm old. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, as you get older, it does, uh, after like in your 40s, it does kind of drop down. Yeah, but but this was back when I was younger. I was I was before my forties. God, well that took was a miracle. Me. Well, good yep. because it was that was too too much for you. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, we all we all have. There's something most people have that something they have to overcome. Something that's very a very strong temptation in their life. Some really strong thing and. Everybody has something. Or so many little things, they become one big thing. Right. That's sort of what I had. I had so many little things, they just became one big thing. Kind of. But anyway, with God, all things are possible. When Jesus said that, what does he mean? He means all things good are possible. Through God, a a thief can learn to live an honest life and work. Through God, an alcoholic can throw away that bottle and not, it doesn't become uh, something important in their life anymore. See, that's mm-hmm. the difference. You, you don't sit and think about not drinking all day. You're thinking, what does God want me to do? There's a big difference. You've been set free. Yep. Beautiful, Benny. But you Beautiful. have to admit you have a problem. To God. You have to tell God you have a problem first. You can't just. Well, if, you, if you don't tell God you got a problem, you don't admit it to God, then he's not going to help you. Right. Well, how can you repent? That's where repentance is. You have to admit to God you sinned. You did wrong. Yeah. Or how can he forgive you? You have to, right. He admitted you had a problem, and now he's helping you. When you wouldn't acknowledge a problem, you got no help. Right. That's good, Danny. That's good. That's that's on your way to overcoming and earning your crown of life. Part of the Church of Philadelphia, see? Keeping Jesus' words with perseverance and overcoming and earning your crown of life. See, there you go. It's very good. And it helps someone out there listening that's addicted to something out there. Because most people are today, most people are are cross-addicted to everything. I just saw on the news that because the, the THC content in marijuana is like 10, 20 times greater than it used to be, 
kids are using it, they're becoming, it's called cannabis-induced psychosis. They're actually becoming psychotic. They're right. becoming detached from reality. They're hearing voices. They're hallucinating. Hey, that's a new new horror show. But mo- most people are addicted to some substance and pornography today. That's the unspoken addiction. Like I always said, 95% of people in the Western world are addicted to porn. The other 5% are liars. <laughs> but but yeah. seriously, there's a very strong addiction, pornography. It's it's engineered to but be. But you can get it on your you can get it on your television just by clicking a button. Oh, if Danny. you got cable TV, it's just you push a button and next thing you know you're watching porn. Danny, three clicks on the keyboard and you're all watching porn. That's true too. Yeah, three clicks and there you go, and the world's addicted to it. They said, remember the Bernie Madoff scandal and he ripped off all those people in the pyramid scheme for so long till they caught him. Mm-hmm. They admitted that so much of the national security, whatever it is, uh, I forget the name of that organization that monitors uh, stock markets and fraud. Security Exchange Commission. The majority of the agents were addicted to porn. Instead of right. watching watching for uh, schemes and bank fraud, uh, they're watching porn four, five, six hours a day. Yeah, and now women are becoming more... A little more, but men, men are more visually oriented, and men get addicted to porn very quick. And they yeah, that's true. It's a very powerful addiction, but of course, God can't set you free unless you admit it. Very few people will ever admit they're addicted to porn. Yeah, we're gonna it's, take a, it's quick... embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but most guys go through it. Yeah, they do. And if I ever get see it, I may have to ask God to forgive me. <laughs> Just kidding. <man. laughs> Anyway, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back on Doomsday Talk Radio. Christianity into today, and welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry. I'm here with my original co-host, Danny. Hey, Danny. Still with you, Pastor Harry. You know, the problem, too, we always speak, we speak so much about false Christianity, this, this paganized God they created, this Trinity God that's fake and don't exist, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three gods in one, it's a lie, it's not what the Jesus taught not what the first century church believed, and it's not even what Paul believed and wrote about. But the point is, always attach to the Trinity lie, which makes no sense, is a false view of salvation. Either salvation by faith alone, uh, salvation, which uh, a lot of evangelical Protestantism believes, or the Catholic Church, their version of salvation by faith alone is baptize a baby it's going to heaven and then when he grows up and then you got to just uh let a priest wave his magic wand over your head uh-huh. so by their by their by their theology hitler's in heaven because he was baptized catholic that's how ridiculous their religion is and all of his lutheran followers that believed in uh salvation by faith alone is helping to murder jews they're in heaven, too, according to their fake theology. See, don't make any sense. But anyway, I always say, when you teach true doctrine, when people follow it, it produces good fruit. 
false doctrine, when you follow it, produces rotted fruit. So the whole evangelical Protestant world, if you believe in salvation by faith alone, well, they're out there sending their brains out thinking they're going to go to heaven by faith alone. Right. They've been, they've been a lie of the Trinity alone. They're going to go to heaven. And suddenly it allows them to license the sin. Oh, they, they're, they're addicted to porn. Oh, it's not really sin. It's just like a little it's a little entertainment. It's, it's not the best, but, you know, there's worse things you could look at. See, they make an mm-hmm. excuse for everything. Yeah, everything. Oh, well, well, I'm not really, uh, they're not really drunk. They're just a little bit uh, mellow. And on and on and on. Because uh, they got their ninth divorce, but it, it's okay. It just, it happens, you know, it's like. And they just keep lying to themselves, and sit, they think they're going to send their way to heaven. And one mm-hmm. day, that first rapture is going to happen. And when they're left behind, maybe then they'll repent. Some will. But the Church of Philadelphia, God raising up this real physical Church of Philadelphia, it would give people. It would be such an act of mercy by God to give people a real chance to make heaven. People could see and hear the power of God. There would be miracles. There would be healings. After almost a drought of 2,000 years, people would see healings and miracles happening, as Jesus said. Right. So, and they could open their Bible to Revelation 3 and see it there. Now, uh, anyone listening today, Elon Musk could hear the show. He's got $375 billion dollars. He can start a church of Philadelphia. He can copy the doctrine off our site, start being be Pastor Musk, but God's not going to honor his, his efforts with his Holy Spirit. So what's he going to have? Nothing. And it'll collapse yeah. in two weeks. He'll lay hands on six uh, people in wheelchairs, and nothing will happen, and poof, people leave. But... Yeah, there's time left for a church in Philadelphia, Denny, and I pray and hope God uses us, as I believe, to raise it up, and what would trigger it? I always knew this, a a mega lottery win, and the Bible code speaks of that. You know, it's interesting, what was it, two weeks ago, the mega million lottery went to $1.3 billion, someone in Illinois the winning ticket was someone in Illinois, and the person hasn't claimed their ticket yet. Yep. And if they don't claim it in a month, they won't be able to get the lump sum. And you wonder, why hasn't this person claimed the ticket yet? Well, maybe they're trying to put together a legal team and get everything in place and or getting a place to move so the day they do, they hop on a plane and they're out of here. It's either that, or maybe they lost the ticket. That's so someone, true. Someone could buy a lottery ticket at a at a gas station or at this convenience store on a whim, and they don't think they're really going to win, and they put it somewhere, and then they won, and then they can't find the ticket. That would be a nightmare. Yeah, but I be. just know if we win a mega lottery, it, in the right timing, I would tell the world, why we won, and what we're going to do with the win. And it was all encoded in a Bible code 3,500 years ago. So that's what we would do with a lottery win. You, you told me one time that uh, the the Bible code has five different paths for the, for the lottery win. Is that true? Well, Michael Drosnan, who was one of these early Bible code researchers, found the code, and I did check it, and it is in there. It said five codes, five futures, meaning the Bible code may predict, show five different things can happen, and one will. And then when it Uh happens, you can look back and see which one happened. It's just like, to me, the Bible code is more a record book of what man did with his free will than trying to predict the future, in a way. But it also contains a lot of knowledge and insights that I found about myself, my life, other people, uh, things that have happened, things that might happen. But it's like if we're encoded to win five lotteries, well, then it's going to happen in one one of five Hebrew months or or a year or something. So 
I'm not quite but if if we win a lot Bible code in Tishri, which is the Hebrew month of late September, early late September this year into October, they're New Year's. It's like January in the Western calendar. One uh-huh. code says we can win in uh, Tishri. Well, if we do, we'll look back, and that's the code that happened. Pretty simple. But every major world event in the last 2,000 years is in the Bible code. Hitler, uh, World War II, World War One, the Titanic sinking, American Revolution, all, all these things are in the code. And, you know, some codes is a matrix, meaning a grouping of words in a tight proximity. Um, like 9-11 is in the code. Uh, terror, attack, New York City, uh, Ben Laden, airplanes, crash. Now, this wasn't phrases, but it was all in a tight grouping of word, words. People uh-huh. could say it's a coincidence. Well, I don't believe it's a coincidence. It's a skip code. When, when every word is encoded with one skip, a letter, and then 16, and then 21, I can't see how that's random. And then sometimes right. there's Bible codes that is an actual phrase. Well, that's that's even stronger. Like, um, you can get a chimpanzee. Sit a chimpanzee, take 20 chimpanzees, and sit them all in front of typewriters, and let them bang on a typewriter for five years. Well, one chimpanzee one day may type the word Hitler. Right. But he's not going to type a sentence, Hitler was evil. That's never going to happen. So when I see a phrase encoded in the Bible code, that's pretty strong to me. I don't know how people could say that's just, that's random. Right. Like if it says Jesus, Son of God, you tell me how that's how would how would that be random? What do you think of the English version of, of the Bible Code? It's fake. It's it's not it's not the Bible Code. It's a fake book. It's mm-hmm. fake because it's it's not God didn't dictate the Bible in English, so everything changed. It's it's it's, it's a mm-hmm. they took an English version and put a Bible Code software program, but it's not a real Bible Code. It's it's a random thing where one in 5,000 things could happen. Do you think the, the, the Bible code is in the book of Revelations? Because the book of Revelations in chapter 22 says not to add or take away no. from that book in more or less words. No, and uh, it could be in Greek. No, I don't, I don't believe the Bible book of Revelation is encoded. I just believe it's a warning and if you look at the lies the churches preach, the letter to the seven churches, every lie they preach is taking away from the book of Revelation and adding to it. That makes so sense. It was God saying, leave that book the way it translates. Do not add or take away from it. So what do the churches do? They don't literally take rewrite. Revelation chapter 2 and 3, the letters to the churches. No, they won't. Catholic or Protestant, they will not rewrite it according to their lies they preach. They just interpret it, falsely interpret it as into the lies they preach. Right. That book is pretty much exactly as, as Jesus dictated it to John. And um, But I do not know. I don't believe that's... I do not believe it's encoded, no. I believe the five books of Moses, the Torah, is encoded. And I've seen too much of my life in that code to just say it can't be all coincidence. Right. I mean, um, it just, you reach a point, but a phrase, no, I don't believe a phrase. When when Revelation says that... uh, that uh, God can open a door for you that no one can shut. Is that proof that once saved, always saved is true? No, and that's not what it says. Is that, that all is it not, says? No, it's not what the book says. You know what we're going to do, since I have the magic clock and you don't, we're going to take our <laughs> halftime break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to answer that very question, Danny, you just asked, and we will be uh, right back. <laughs> 
that that vomit is actually a literal church vomit that happens. Well, it can be. I, I can't. I can't. A hundred. I'm not going to hundred percent guarantee he's going to do that. But right. You know, imagine 144,000 people vanish that are the Church of Philadelphia that said they're going to be taken. And then what if, so people see the book of Revelation as a real literal book. And what if then Jesus does vomit down on every single fake church in this world, which is every church except our little building? And what if the churches are covered in six feet of stinking vomit? Well, then people are going to really look at the book of Revelation as real. That would, and then the Antichrist is going to come as the Messiah, the Savior of all religions, faiths, and creeds. How's he going to explain away church vomit? He could say alien abduction. Well, what the where did all this vomit come from? And only on the churches. How yeah, these exactly. little, gray, little gray aliens are going to have all that vomit? What's well, I thought maybe that, that he, Satan would use the excuse that uh, the the lizard men are terraforming the earth, and that's where the vomit came from. Well, that wouldn't make any sense either, would it? He no, could say anything, it, but he's yeah. got to make up a lie. But if the if the churches are covered with six feet of vomit, with St. Peter's Cathedral Square in Rome, the Vatican is filled with six feet of vomit, whatever lie he makes up, is it going to be? It, it's it's not going to be too believable. That'd be a very right. difficult lie to, um, to see. What I thought would be, be about the, with the reptilians, with the reptilians, which I don't believe they exist, but uh, the the lizards are cold-blooded creatures, and the Earth would have to be made warmer for them to exist here. Well, he could say that, that. That explains global warming too. Well, he could say that lie, but it's not going to explain church vomit. It would be a pretty lame explanation. See what I'm saying? It's like some lies right. are more believable, some lies are less believable. That'd be a more difficult lie. A kid goes to school, didn't do his homework. The teacher says, where's your homework? My dog ate it. You know, that's a famous thing. Right. Well, it's possible, but probably not. Uh uh, where's your homework, Johnny? Uh, aliens abducted my homework as I was walking to school. See, the teacher's going to say, yeah. Well, I mean, so if God does vomit down upon these churches, well, that's going to be a ver- whatever lie the anti the beast says. You got to really be able to. It's just going to show people what a, what a lie it is. Just like it's right. going to come in a, in a UFO, a spaceship which is probably a reverse-engineered spaceship from a Roswell crash in 1947. So he lands with this spaceship on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem when the dome is blown up and declares himself to be the savior of all religions, faiths, and creeds. You know, people can look at one spacecraft and wonder, was that made here? Was it made, is it from Mm -hmm. another galaxy? See? But... The church bomb, it it would be a very, whatever lie he will say, it's going to be a very lame lie. Like uh, the aliens abducted by homework. Uh, Right. You know, it's going to, it would be a, so that's why I think God is going to do that, to make the book of Revelation very real. You know, people say, wow, these people of the Church of Philadelphia that had miracles and healings stuff and they were caught out at they were taken through the open door into heaven 140 about 144,000 of them and then suddenly Jesus said to the other churches I'll vomit out of my mouth and there's six feet of vomit all over the churches and now here uh-huh. comes the seals broken and here's the false Christ the rider on the white horse See, that could cause a lot of people to repent say no this is a lie this isn't true one little spaceship landing in Jerusalem, no. See, I mean, but remember, the tribulation is the time of testing, Denny. It's not a theological test of how good your knowledge of theology is. It's a test of your heart. Will you repent right. and follow God and his son? Or will you believe the devil, Antichrist, and the lie of Satan that 
you can become a god, and you can't get two more polar opposite extremes than than one person believing they can become a god, and the other repenting and saying, "God, forgive me, and I want to follow your son." I mean, they are two polar opposites, and then the Antichrist is going to teach how to become a god. How do you become a god according to this? This satanic religion that's coming, Danny. How do you become a god? Let's see. Well, you join Mystery Babylon, the revival of an ancient sex cult, and practice panism, sex with anything, sex with everything. You you follow that, and then you help the Antichrist wipe Christianity off the face of the earth for 1,260 days. How do you do that? Well, by burning every book on the planet every night in a global bonfire and helping the report hunt down and eventually murder, kill every Christian on this planet. That, that's, uh-huh. becoming, that's becoming a God. Having a, a bisexual orgy in a church. We, bringing in a donkey and then killing a 14-year-old little girl to believe Jesus is the Messiah. That's becoming a god? That's what the world's going to believe, but reality is, no, you're becoming a perverted killer like the devil. That's right. what you're becoming, a perverted killer. Yep. And in this coming religion, everything that God said is holy and true, the Antichrist will say is evil and wrong. And everything that God said is evil and wrong, the Antichrist will say is holy and true. So that's going to be a real time of testing of people's hearts. And at least 250 million, 300 million people around the world will repent and follow Jesus in the most brutal time in human history without taking part in this Luciferic initiation. They won't be able to receive this mark of the beast, some type of digital scannable tattoo, and they will be locked out of the world economic system. You can't buy or sell nothing. That ancient prophecy from 2,000 years ago, well, that would really come. Now it's a reality. Digital money, a scannable tattoo, chip in your hand, like I said before, tattoo in your head. You don't like it, starve and be dead locked out and then hunted down and abused and tortured in the worst ways possible and then beheaded for your faith. That's how most people will enter heaven. And a few will be caught up in the first, in the second rapture, in that second rapture event. Right. Maybe 90, maybe the, maybe in 1,260 days, the Antichrist will have slaughtered 95% of the Christian world. 5% will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air in the second rapture event, the resurrection slash rapture event. Uh, That's the hardest way in the heaven possible. But that's for people that finally are forced to make a choice. See, God can't make you choose, but he can force people to finally make a choice, to end evil forever. But... The people that choose to join the Church of Philadelphia today and tomorrow, nobody nobody's forcing them to. They do it out of their free will. That's why uh-huh. they're so special to God. Love out of your free will. You gave up alcoholism, Danny, and alcohol, not because you were forced to, because you couldn't. They don't sell it anymore. You gave it up because you wanted to to earn your crown of life that's true so so that's much more special actually it was kind of a it was kind of a a spooky revelation because what happened was i woke up in the middle of the night and i almost i could almost literally hear a voice and i believe it was god tell me if you don't stop drinking you're not going to make the rapture the first rapture so the more i thought about it why would it, why would it be so real? Because he's a warning, and that 
stopped other things and prevented you from hearing God's voice in many things. Right. But And also reading the book, of, uh, how about Luke, chapter 21. Jesus talked all about the end times. He went through the whole scenario. And then he says, be alert. Be careful that your hearts are not overcome with drunkenness, partying, carousing, you know, filthy jokes, all that stuff, partying, talking filthiness, and the cares of life. Did that day come upon you unaware? For that day will come upon all the world to test all those who dwell upon the face of the earth. And then he said, watch therefore and pray always that you're accounted worthy to escape all the things that shall come to pass and stand before him in heaven. So God was telling you, if you're drunken, if you're intoxicated, it is impossible to follow God. That's true. You can't hear the Holy Spirit. You can't be led of the Spirit. All you can do is, is act foolish, stupid, do dumb things, and pass out. Yeah. So there you go. And you responded. But see, you didn't respond because you were forced. You didn't give up alcohol because you waited to the end. The Antichrist comes. You finally repent. There is no alcohol, so you have to give it up, like it or not. See, you chose to give it up out of your own free will today, and that's why you're on the path to worthiness, to earning your crown, and that's why that, that is so special to God. That's what's so special to God. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing this show. I mean, I'm not doing this show today because someone's pointing an AK-47 at me and telling me, do the show or I'll shoot you. I'm doing it because I want to do the show. Right. I, I want to bring the truth to people. I want to see people set free. For that one soul out there that needs to just hear the truth of God, and that maybe never did before. But, well, uh, I, I'm under the impression that almost everybody in the world has some kind of addiction, whether it be porn or alcohol or cigarettes or... Or, or many, right, many addictions. Cross addiction. Yeah. That's true. And Jesus can set us free. I've heard people say, I don't want to serve God. I don't want to be a puppet. Really, right. I don't want to be a puppet. But then they're a slave to sin, and when every time that sin knocks, they respond. No uh-huh. one. You're not, you're not a slave to God. You're a willing servant. You're either right. a, a willing servant to God and his son, or you're a slave to sin. You, you, you don't. People that are have a addiction to something, they're a slave to that addiction. Yep. Satan puts a thorn thought of a porn in their head, and they hit three buttons, and they're watching porn for five hours and worse. And then he yeah, pushes exactly. another button, and they're reaching for a joint. And it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be marijuana or crack or cocaine. It could be something as simple as the opposite sex. Or it could be video games. People are addicted or video to it games, can't yeah. stop. They're very or all, addictive. Or all those satanic card games. Yep, there's satanic card games, Dungeons and Dragons. It, it could be an addic- addiction to uh, anything. Yep. Uh, an addiction yep. to hatred. That's an addiction, hating people. Yeah, I know people that can't forgive people. They, they, they live their whole lives right. and can't forgive people. They won't forgive people. Well, that's a prison you're putting yourself in. You live in hostility, anger, hatred, and it just destroys you from within. You know, when when Jesus told us to forgive people, Danny, it's more for us. Because that resentment and hostility and anger you hold in you just makes you sick and kills you. You Jesus said, love your enemies, meaning you don't have the same hatred for them that they have for you. Right. They glare at you in hatred and gnash their teeth. They hate you so much, but you just, you're at peace. You wave. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Okay. Don't wave it. Yeah. Phil Collins sang a song one time about uh, not forgiving. He couldn't forgive. No, well, there again, stop right there. That's a lie right there. He, He said he could forgive. He refused to forgive. There you he go, there you go. 
he didn't want to forgive. He refused to. He could have. Right. He didn't want to. And he was a very he was a person following the devil. A lot of his music was satanic. Yeah. Yeah. And what 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 does he say in the song? He's glad somebody's dying. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. Isn't that what he sings? Something to that effect, yeah. I can't remember the details of the song. Yeah. Somebody does you great harm, and you see him sinking in quicksand. What are you going to do? Well, the Holy Spirit would say, right, save the person. But your own hatred in the devil would say, let him sink. And you have to make a decision. Just like when the Antichrist comes, people are going to have to make a decision. Those that believe they want to become a god have to kill for him. It's kill or be killed. Yeah. See, God God let his son die for our sins. Jesus, Yeshua, right? Mm-hmm. So we could per- be forgiven and follow him. The devil demands that a follower kill for him so they, they can be rewarded. Everyone that, you know, people that want people to get big contracts from the devil, rock con- I wonder sometimes, they get, you know, con- big contracts, rock, all these satanic rock bands, rappers, singers, people to make movies. They're making a lot of money with this evil. I wonder, did they have to give the devil his sacrifice to prove their loyalty? See, our loyalty to God is in following him. Loyalty to the devil is a human sacrifice. That's why it's right. so evil. Just like gangs. When people join these violent motorcycle gangs, when they join all these street gangs, the blood, the crips, they have to kill someone for their initiation. And that's what that drop, that tattoo drop is up under their eye. Yep, yeah, that's true. Yep. Well, they have to kill for the devil. God says, no, my son died for your sins. You don't kill anything you, you love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. Satan says, kill for me, and I'll give you a contract. Kill the Christians, and we'll save the world, and you'll live, you'll be healed. Every every lie the Antichrist teaches will be based upon killing Christians. He will blame every problem in the world on Christianity and the evil God of the Bible and he'll promise you promise people the world everything they want just help them erase these Christianity and the book from the world and they actually will believe they will believe that the God of the Bible is an alien monster and the only way to kill the alien monster is to kill all of his followers and burn his books. And with every Bible burned, and with every Christian beheaded, he will grow weaker. And they think they're going to kill him. And on day uh-huh. 1260, no, they didn't kill anything. The trumpet will sound. A trumpet all around the planet. And the dead in Christ will rise first. The sempl- wherever the dead in Christ will rise first and those that are alive and remain that haven't yet been killed will be called up to meet with them to meet the Lord in the air and forever be with them the second rapture resurrection will happen and then the judgment of God will become poured out in this world bowl by bowl by bowl horror horror by horror and when polar shift happens the Earth's going to flip on its axis totally. Every earthquake and volcano on this planet will blow. And every structure man has ever built, from the tallest skyscraper to a one-story hut, will be destroyed. And then when the scorching heat comes and the freezing cold, sub-zero weather, from the judgments, they'll have no shelter. Nothing. Right. Nothing. They'll be fighting and killing each other just for a little for who can get into a cave. 
that's how brutal it's going to be, and that's the judgment they deserve for what's come for what they're going to do. Yeah. Four minutes left here, Danny. Just telling you because I got the special clock countdown thing on the show. But yeah. no, but seriously, switchboard. But no, but that's that's what we're uh, that's what we're looking at. So we're looking, and I'm hoping to see God start this this Church of Philadelphia as a real physical representation of the of the spirit and truth of God around the world. Pastor Harry. Yep. Something you mentioned earlier, you, you mentioned that the, the beast comes on a white horse earlier today. and right. uh, Okay, but Jesus comes as a white horse. How will we know the difference? Because the Antichrist comes as a false Christ, promising the preaching uh, Satan is his God and Father. Yeah. He's a false Christ. Jesus returns at the end of the tribulation as the Son of God, preaching in the name of his father, that's how to destroy the Antichrist and his armies and set up the kingdom of God in Jerusalem. And that's why the Antichrist will have a helper, the false prophet, who who is a clone of Jesus. He looks like what everyone most people think Jesus looks like. He's six foot tall, skinny Caucasian guy with a slim Caucasian guy with a long brown hair and a beard and bright blue eyes. But he speaks uh-huh. as a dragon. Every word out of his mouth is a lie. So the Antichrist will be destroyed by Jesus when he returns, and the false prophet. And the armies of the Antichrist. It's going to be a great battle fought, Danny, the Battle of Armageddon in Jerusalem. Right. Do you think it'll literally the battle will happen in the, in the Armageddon? Yeah, it will happen in that giant battlefield outside of Jerusalem. That's where Jesus will confront the Antichrist is going to send the, his armies and kings of the east. That's the only armies he has left. He's going to send them to Petra to wipe out Israel forever. But Jesus intercepts them outside of Jerusalem in, in the field of Ar- it's called Armageddon, Armageddon, the great battle of Armageddon. And they're going to fire nuclear weapons at Jesus, maybe 10,000. And the nuclear weapons are going to bounce off. And it says in Zechariah, fire from heaven, fire will come down. And the soldiers, while they're standing on their feet, will be turned to skeletons. Uh The blast will just vaporize their flesh, turn to charred skeletons, and then the skeletons will crumble to the ground. I'm sure the beast knows the Bible fairly well. Hold on, Danny. Two-minute warning. We have two minutes left. There's a two-minute warning. Go ahead, Andy, with two minutes left. I'm sure the beast and, and Satan know the Bible really well. Why doesn't uh, why doesn't uh, the Antichrist just, uh, if the Revelation says something, why don't he just do the opposite? That would make God a liar. Because the Antichrist is deceived as the whole world is. He believes Satan's lies. He believes the entire... He believes the entire satanic religion that the devil told him. That's why. He's just Mm -hmm. deceived. Him and the false prophet are as deceived as the world is. Satan knows the truth. Satan knows his his fate, Danny. We have a minute left. He knows he's going to be cast into the lake of fire to sun and disintegrate. He just wants to drag his help in his mind, drag as many souls to hell as he can. And he wants to be worshipped as God of the planet Earth for three and a half years. Right. That's the only reason he cooperates with God in some way, because he wants his time of glory and conquest and honor, because the whole world will worship him and worship the Antichrist, his son. But see, the devil knows his fate. He's the Antichrist is like a puppet. He lies to his own son right. for, to get what he wants. He wants to be worshipped as God. And that is what's coming upon the world with 20 seconds left. So the real question is, someone listening to the show, what are you going to do today? Are you going to follow Jesus in spirit and truth, keep his word with perseverance, and earn your crown of life? Or are you just going to play games and be left behind? 
And with that said, God bless, good night, and take care.